Hey, it's Jermichael Jordan, and I want to welcome you back to Decoded. Decoded. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Decoded. We here, another week, episode number three now. I think we had episode three, and I'm so excited that you guys are joining us. You guys continue to hit me up in the inbox, and you continue to send me text messages, let me know just how much you're enjoying Decoded and how much is blessing you. And so uh, my hope and prayer is that we continue to do that and continue to bring you quality content, continue to bring you conversations that are very pertinent to where you are, maybe in your life right now. And so uh, thank you again for joining us. But I'm telling you, we are in for a treat today. I have another special guest with me, and she's more than just a guest. She family, y'all. She real life is family, and uh, I love her so much. And I just thought, man, who could I bring on this show that I think the people going to love, has an awesome story, and is really at the place of her life where I feel like a lot of our listeners, a lot of us are right now. And that is in the process of discovering our purpose, our mission, who we are. And maybe if you haven't even discovered it yet, we're in the process of it. And I think this person right here that you're going to meet in just a few moments, uh, you're going to fall in love with her. Because I did the third time I met her. Not the first time. first time we had beef. We had beef the first time. Like, I didn't know how this was going to go. But we're good now. Um, and the person I'm talking about is no other than my sister, Tamia. She is my sister through marriage. Uh, my wife, Amanda. And this is her uh, sister, what do you call it, sister-in-love. I mean, we all just want to be family. So uh, we're going to get into the dynamics of that. But I definitely want to give an opportunity for her to introduce herself to you. Take it away, Tamia. Who are you? Who are you, Tamia? <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for inviting me um, to be on your podcast. I remember when you first started, and I was so excited. I was driving to work, listening to Decoded, and I was like, this is so good. J. Mike is like the perfect person to, to do a podcast. So thank you. I am honored um, to be on thank here you. with you. Um, I am, my name is Tamia. Um, well, Crawford, I just got married. I haven't changed my last name yet, but <laughs> so it's Tamia Watson Crawford. Um, and I am a physical therapist um, by trade. I That's what I do. Um, I'm a physical therapist. I graduated from physical therapy school in 2018. I worked in an outpatient. Um, so what that means is just when you go, uh, like if you get a, have a surgery or if you have back pain, just go to that specific facility. Um, and um, I just do therapy and get you back to hopefully get you back to um, where you need to be. So I did that for three years. Uh, and then I got married in 2021, August of 2021. Don't tell my husband. I almost forgot. Um, I got married um, August of 2021. And when we, my husband and I actually met in college a um, long time ago, but we started, we reconvening and started to really talk to one another and at the end of 2018, December of 2018. And he was in the United Kingdom playing basketball. So that was just like, a, woo, he's still playing. But I love basketball. Basketball is like our family like thing. And for him to still be playing basketball, I remember watching him at UCA and like just 
just saw him playing um, overseas and I saw him post something on Facebook and I was just intrigued and I was like, this is cool. This is a cool article. Like, thank you for posting. And literally we haven't stopped talking since then. So because he was traveling, that was something that kind of was in the back of my mind was like, wow, you know, if this was to work out, you know, maybe we can travel together because one of my loves and passions is just traveling and just seeing the world and meeting new people. And because he was already doing that, I thought, wow, this would be kind of cool if that's what ends up happening. So fast forward <laughs> to 2021, end of 2021, I literally three years after we started talking, I came over to, we are now in Denmark, Europe. I am here with my husband. We're traveling and I came over here December 24th. So literally three years that Wow, that just kind of registered in my mind. It's been three years since since we started talking. And now I'm traveling with my husband in Europe. And yeah. That is, uh, she's married now. Yes. And you, first of all, let me just say, you have always been a brainiac. Like just, just a big book of knowledge and information. Is there anything I need to know about health, body-wise, and even just regular trivial information? Tamia is who I'm probably going to call, text, or ask about it because you just know too much I mean, for no reason at all. <laughs> She's like the perfect Jeopardy, uh, or what, Family Feud guest. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so for you, I guess you could say, what would you say has always been the driving force of motivation behind you? What pushes you? Because you're one of the most motivated people I have ever met. If you put your mind to something, you're going to do it. You might get frustrated. You might get annoyed. You might feel like quitting, but you're not because this is not who you are. What, where, where do you get your motivation from? What, what inspires you? Jay Mike, that, I don't know. Lately, I have not been feeling motivated. So for you to tell me like I am one of the most motivated people and like what motivates me or like that is, I'm really glad to hear that. What is my driving force? Yeah. Uh, that is a great question. I think, I don't know. I've always just had this desire. I, I have this desire to just, my driving force. That is a great question. Okay, let me get to the bottom of it. My driving force, I really do think that my biggest driving force is like, I love helping people and I love um, working with people and I love um, doing things with people. And I think every aspect of my life has been, kind of a stepping stone towards helping people or or just being around people more. I don't even know if that's making sense, but I also am like a student of life. Like I love learning, so I don't feel like I've ever learned enough. And I think that's what drives me as well to learn new things. I'm always like, you know, I am the girl who's going to go to Google and look it up before I even say anything about it because I'm like, I got to make sure it's true, number one. And I like to prove people wrong. <laughs> I'm going to always yeah. try to prove somebody wrong. It's I don't, I, it's kind of a fault, but <laughs> it's who I am. Um, and I just, I love learning. I love seeing new things and having new experiences. And I think that's what keeps me going. Like literally from when I was younger up, like up until now, it's the new experiences, but the new experiences with people, if that makes sense. Um, not just new experiences for myself, but new experiences with other people and like introducing myself to other aspects of life or whatever. Other people's journeys are like huge for me, which is why physical therapy was like, wow, because I literally get to be a part of someone's journey. Yeah, you know, that's perfect. That's perfect. Because you, you kind of segue into where I wanted to go with that. And I do believe because I'm one of those people, I believe that whatever 
whoever you are, what drives you, what motivates you, what pushes you stems from something that you either saw, experienced, or was exposed to at an early age, right? And so you said one of the things that motivates you is helping people, it's giving back to people, or it's getting involved in other people's journey or their life experience. Can you say that you found that later in life or it was really kind of incubated for you growing up in a childhood? Like what was your life, your uh, upbringing like, your experience? So I I will say that I really, really, really got into it more so when I was in college. Um, that That's when I really, one of my, I am a Delta, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Uh, <laughs> and um, before I pledged, there was a Delta on campus. Um, she was a president and she, one of the things she said was like, um, your life is no longer yours the day that you meet somebody else. And so that was something that like, mm. like totally registered for me because it was like, that's so true. Like, why are we here if we're not here for like there's no purpose if you're not here to serve others or to give to others or to just laugh with others. Like that was so big for me, but growing up, um, I just had like my, I always had like my group, uh, my core group from middle school, my core group from high school, which kind of transitioned my middle school group from to high school. And we're just a good, we were just always people who like loved life and like loved each other and loved just, and I think that was where it came from. I don't really know. I mean, my family, we're super loving towards one another. Like we, mm-hmm. um, my sisters and brothers, like it's six of us blended. And then I have my siblings in Chicago too. And it was just always like love. And like, I just always, you know, looked up to my sisters who was like Amanda, who mm-hmm. was always helping other people or doing something or, and then I was always kind of mm-hmm. that for my little sister. So I kind of think it both, it really projected when I got to college, but just throughout my life, mm. it's always been, you know, family first. Like I, my mom comes from a family of like 41st cousins and it's always been kind well, of that. I always like crave to be around my friends, around my family and around people. And it's just that energy. Just I just kind of translated that to what who I am as an adult and what I do for a living. For sure, for sure. You said something early. You said something earlier on. You were saying that that life is all about investing or giving into other people. Like if you're not living your life to benefit someone else in a way to to bring them along to help them to coach them, then what are you doing it for? One of the things I feel like life is all about investing. When you invest in people, the return is so much greater. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the return isn't always instantaneous. Sometimes it's not always you know immediately after it happens but sometimes what you invest in others comes back and it blesses you on the back end uh, in so many different ways like you never know what you put out into the world today may bless your kids your grandkids and you've been looking for it to happen like oh, i just helped so-and-so last week it may not happen that yeah. fast right that's not how it happens but life is all about the law of reciprocation what you put out there you eventually get back and so for me i can always say i can definitely testify that you have always been a helper like you've always been a helper you come into a situation, it's almost like you ask the question, how can I make this better? I don't care if we had a family event, you're like, okay, let's let's do something. Let's play a game. Let's do something. Let's make it exciting. And so uh, one of the things that I you mentioned that I heard is, uh, let's talk about Kristen for a second, right? So Kristen is your little sister. Um, she plays for UConn. She's an incredible basketball player. Was the number one basketball player in the country. What was that, 2018? Was it 18? 18? A phenomenal basketball player, phenomenal basketball player. But you did something in the middle of your career, I would say education career, that kind of just blew me away. 
you actually took a moment, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the way that I saw it. I felt like you took a moment out of focusing on Tamia, what she really wanted to do, and really took the opportunity to focus on Kristen and assist her and help her in that transition of just being a support system, but also because you're smart, realizing that, hey, there's ways that we all could benefit from this. And when I say ways we can all benefit from this, you will continue to learn the game as you were helping your sister transition into the game. Does that make yes. sense? Can you can you explain that situation in your relationship? So there are kind of several times in Kristen's life where I I, um, I just wanted to be close to her. I wanted to be close to, to home and close to her because I really have made myself her second mom. <laughs> And um, which that's what sisters are anyway, just an, a just a, a different version of someone that a person looks up to um, that's not your mom. So when I was in physical therapy school, actually, no, when I applied for physical therapy school, um, one of the things that that I was really like kind of debating was, OK, because I, I applied to three different schools. I applied to a school in Dallas, a school in Chicago and one school in Arkansas. And in my mind, I was like, man, if I go to the school, I like I I've always had this desire to leave. I'm, I was born in Chicago. My dad still lives in Chicago. So it was always this desire inside of me that I was supposed to be somewhere else, um, which hindsight now, I don't think that way. I, I feel like my life is exactly how it's supposed to be. But growing up, I always felt like, man, I need to get out. I need to get out. I need to get out. But I didn't realize back then that the reason why God was keeping me in was Honestly, it probably was for my sister. And I and I and I think that like looking back on this, it always ended up that way. I got into one physical therapy school <laughs> and I got I didn't get into the other ones, which, you know, I was kind of devastated. But then I'm like, you know what? It's purpose in this. So, you know, and it's close to home. It's where I went to undergrad, the University of Central Arkansas. And I get to watch my sister's high school basketball career. It literally fell within the exact same time that she was going to be playing high school basketball, which meant that, you know, I could travel with my sister um, to AAU games. You know, she played USA basketball. She would have um, training camp in Colorado Springs. Like my, it was like my school and um, it just balanced out to where I could be with her in that time. And during those times where she was going to make one of the biggest decisions of her life. So then fast forward, she uh, makes the decision to um, actually her senior year was 2017 to 2018. And I was doing my clinical rotations, which meant that I would spend five to 10 weeks, um, depending on which one it was, in a specific facility to do physical therapy. Um, and so two of those ended up me being in Houston and Memphis, but it fell at a time um, where I didn't miss any of my sister's high school basketball season. Like I was pretty much mm -hmm. there the, for her entire senior season. And I also was able to travel with her as she went on visits. Um, so I went to the Tennessee visit. I went to, it was a couple of them I wasn't able to go on, but um, I had a really good friend of mine, Micah. She stepped in where I couldn't. And that, that goes to show you, like my whole village was right there with her. Um, so then, so that happened. And then fast forward again, um, I don't know. Did I touch on what you were talking about? I haven't. I, I don't know yet. You did. You did. But you said something. That I, and, and this is where I was hoping it was going to go. You opened up a, a can for me. And one of those things is I, I always feel like in life we have this set plan. Like we have this set idea of how life is supposed to go. 
And then once we get to that point, we're like, okay, it's about to happen. Things just shift. Things just just turn around and it blindsides. You're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. That's not what I had in mind. And what do I do now? Right. So for me, it almost goes back to what you were saying when you were in school. You applied to all these different schools. You got into one school. Right. So for me, when I graduated from high school, my grades were not the best, but they were not terrible by a long shot. <laughs> and I applied to so many different schools. I mean, I applied to Howard. I applied to UVA. I applied to MTSU. I applied to TSU. I applied to Austin P. I applied to all these schools. And every school denied me. Every school denied me. I was literally down to one school and the last school to accept me was the University of Memphis. Really? Had no idea. <laughs> really. Like, I have no idea how that happened, why that happened. And it was the last school. I was losing hope. I was losing faith. I'm like, bro, my whole future is a wrap. But then so many things almost like domino effect happened after getting accepted to that school. Getting into Memphis introduced me to your sister. Yeah. Uh, we ended up. We didn't date through college. We ended up dating on the tail end because it's almost like God plays chess moves. He allows you to experience this here. He allows you to experience this there. And then before you know it, you look up 10 years from now and everything is like a big pot of gumbo and it makes this great pot of gumbo yeah. or this great cake. But you didn't know that that piece and that piece is going to tie with this piece. It just looks chaotic. And so for me, I know that when, when I got the decline from all those schools and got accepted to Memphis, I got to a place where I was like, Lord. I don't know what you got me here to do, but I'm going to just live here and I'm going to just ride away. Now, I say all that to say this. I know you. And sometimes there can be a sense of anxiety. There can be a sense of fear. There can be a sense of, oh, my God, panic. Like, I know you. Like, what is happening? This is not how this is supposed to go. And I remember specifically sitting on a couch with you. I can't remember. It was 2017, 2016, like that. And you were just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm going to Atlanta. I don't know if I'm going here. I don't know what to do. And you were freaking out. That was, right? yes, yes. Can you explain that moment to me, why you were freaking out, and just what was going through your mind at the time? So. Of you tried to discover your, your future. I remember that. And it was when, it was when I was trying to decide if I wanted to stay home and work or if I wanted to finally leave. <laughs> Like, because that was my life goal was to leave, get out of Arkansas. And <laughs> here I am 30 and I'm just not getting out, but I got out anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, so I like, it was, I remember it was, um, I had just graduated in 2018 and I'm a planner. I always know what's coming up, but for whatever reason, when it came to physical therapy, because even when I got into physical therapy school, like that was just kind of not according to plan, because um, I actually didn't know I wanted to be a physical therapist until um, my my second senior year. I went through five years of school um, and I was a biology major and I was like, I'm gonna go to medical school. Then I was like, no, I'm not going to medical school. And so I just stayed. Oh, and then I did some observation and I figured I was going to go to physical therapy school, but I was late to applying. So I ended up taking a year off and I was like, God, if you don't get me into this school, that means that I'm not supposed to be a physical therapist. But if you let me in, I'm going to do the work and I know I'm going to take care of business. So he got me into UCA and that was my answer. Like, here it is. So same thing happened. Fast forward three years from that moment in 2018, when I graduated, I didn't like all my classmates were doing interviews and like they knew their plan and where they wanted to work. And I'm like, 
The only thing I knew was that I was taking a month off after I graduated. That's the only thing I knew. <laughs> explain and explain that right there too, because I think that's important for a lot of our listeners to hear. Like, I think sometimes we 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 take for granted for the space or the moment that God has us in, and we can get in our head and we can get in our emotions, starting to look at everybody else and where they are and how things are working out in their life, and you're almost like, Lord, did you forget about me? Like. What are you going like? What was going on in your head right there? And, and not to say that because I know y'all relationship, I know y'all were close. There was not a jealousy thing, but there was a thing of like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, there's this moment of trying to figure out. Can you explain that moment? And honestly, that's still like an everyday type of battle, of, especially with social media and just you don't even like. We don't even really people aren't really putting out with who they really are. But for whatever reason, we always look at the glitz and glamour, and we just say. You know, where's our glitz and glamour? And we don't even reflect and, and be grateful for the glitz and glamour we do have. And that's one thing that I have been like mindfully doing these these past couple of weeks. But we'll get to that. Um, so back then, <laughs> um, when my classmates were um, doing that, honestly, I had I actually had a sense of peace because. I like because God had got me into physical therapy school and I knew that, you know, you actually, you and my um, my Bible study leader, which is also my best friend's mom, y'all both said if God gives you options, that means that, you know, no matter which way you choose, you're going to like, it's it's going to be okay. He's going to bless both of them. So you can't really make a bad decision. And you actually said the same thing to me when we talked recently. Mm-hmm. Like, And that is like a consistent, like, I have to always kind of keep that in my mind. Like, okay, God gave me these options for a reason. It's not like I'm choosing between life and death. You know what I mean? I'm choosing between life and life. Like, and, and I have to be mm-hmm. mindful of that. What What is it? And I'm also, and it's also not that I'm when my when my classmates are applying to these schools, their life is totally different from mine. And literally, God bless me. I had my last rotation. It was right before I graduated. I was working with a um, black male physical therapist, which is not a lot of us. Um, and I was at the clinic with him and he was like, I want to keep you on. I didn't have to do, I mean, I had to do like a baby interview, but because I was there for 10 weeks, for clinical rotation, that was my interview. Um, and mm-hmm. my clinical instructor was great and we still have a great relationship now because we worked together for the last three years. But he said, he was, they literally were like, you know, if you wanna stay, stay. And my mind was like, man, but I really, it's time for me to get out. I wanna do travel therapy, like I need to go. Mm-hmm. Like what is happening? So that's when me and you talked and you, we were just talking about whether or not I should do travel or whether or not I should stay. And it was just kind of like this big, decision in my mind and I'm like you know what who this is a blessing number one what like why would I not take this opportunity to learn from somebody who has been doing this for a long time who would literally take me under their wing and it was and I do not regret that decision like at all like that was I I am grateful for my the last three years of my life the relationships that I made you know the the growth that I've had um and I also always say some reason I always say that the reason I stayed in Arkansas, like even though my husband was not in Arkansas, I just feel like if I had gone to do travel, I would have been so distracted. Like, like I don't, not only say distracted, but I just don't think that we would be who we are if I had left Arkansas at that time. Um, And I think that it was literally destined for me to begin my travel life and the life that I've been trying to do with my husband and not by myself. And um, Mm. so 
I don't know if that answers your question, yeah. but <laughs> no, it did, it did, it did. It, you definitely answered my question, and you also proved my favorite Bible verse. You confirmed it again and again as it continues to be confirmed in my life, and I'm pretty sure yours is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. God says, "For I know the plans that I have for you, plans to uh to 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 not harm you, God, but give you a life." You know, and so I feel like. We all get to that moment where we get to that Jeremiah 29 moment where we're like, okay, are we going to trust what he says? Are we going to trust what he's, what he's revealing and showing us? Or are we just going to freak out and go do something crazy to the left or to the right and, and really not trust him? He got plans for us, right? Yeah. And his our life is already planned out. He knew what the end was going to be from the beginning. And it's just us living enough and trusting enough to catch up to what he said. And I think now that you're living proof of what believing and having faith that he's going to do just that shows you you're sitting in Denmark right now and you were sitting in a den in Arkansas freaking out but look where you are now right (laughs) right so would you say that I mean I know you're going to say it but I just want to hear you say it would you say that moment in time strengthen your faith and belief and trust in God or it strained it what would you say happened so at that time in that particular moment it did strengthen my faith. Same thing with me getting into physical therapy school. It did strengthen my faith. But I am the type of person that forget. I'm one of those believers that be like, that totally forget the, the the good and the blessings and all of the great things that God has done for me. Yeah. And I start to stress about the next thing. And so here I am, fast forward to now, moving to Denmark. Um, and honestly, I have been... I have been kind of tested more so like financially recently Mm -hmm. and which is like a normal adulting life. You know, I just went from, you know, having my own job, making my own money, doing my own thing. And now I leave my job and not to say I don't have my own money, but now it's more so, Mm -hmm. you know, I am, my purpose now has changed. Like my purpose now, God wants me to, or not, I wouldn't even say change, but like, the help that I was giving to a bunch of other people as my patients now is to help my husband and to be a wife yeah. and to be a steward of the home and like, and to just be, um, and to help my sister. Cause I'm still on the phone with her pretty much every day or every other day. And we're still talking through like helping her get through certain situations. Cause now she's transitioning from college to professional, you know? So that's another mm-hmm. aspect of it in the end. Um, so Now it's just, I'm not as, I guess it was hard for me to look at myself as needed and as, as not worthy, but you go from, you know, being a physical therapist and people coming to you with questions and coming to you with, you know, you helping them. And then all of a sudden that Mm -hmm. changes. And, and I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but this is literally the reality. Mm -hmm. We we finally get into our blessing and then instead of us understanding and being happy about our blessing, we start to find something else to, to stress about or something else to worry about or something else to, and go ahead. <laughs> that's perfect. I, I'm not, that, that's perfect. Cause I don't, I don't want you to leave that moment. Right. Because I, I feel like we live in a society. We live in a generation that is always like, if I can just get there, if I could just get there and then you get there, not realizing you don't even realize that you've gotten there until you get there. And then once you're there, you're like, there's more, I got to do more. This isn't what it feels like. I was chasing this thing or I was chasing this dream and the excitement of this. And now that I have it, this ain't even all that it was cracked up to be. Right. And I think God matures us at different levels. And you were saying something that you were saying, you were like, you went through all of that. He teaches you in stages. So the things that you were helping your little sister with early on, now you're married. Now you 
you're mm-hmm. one with two people and you're using some of the same things that you learned or did with her with him that is number one going to improve his life and now what you've done is you've taken everything that you have to offer you've extended yourself to other people and so many people are being blessed by that and you don't realize that while other people are getting blessed so are you in so many different ways and like i said earlier it may not show up until later and I just think that you now, when I see you smile and I see you talk, you're at a place to where you're kind of like, you know what? I don't have it all figured out yet. I don't know what the end is going to be, but I've been here before mm-hmm. and I've been here before. And now you have the confidence. Like if I've been here before, this is going to be a breeze. I just got to trust, continue to trust. Yes. right? And, and trusting because I am a control person that is God has uh, been tugging on my heart for even the past like three years. And Robert is a, my husband is a testament to that. Like he's like Tamia, you have to just just truly like just trust. You gotta trust God. And he that's his life. Like we talked about that before. His yeah. life is that like basketball contracts. Sometimes they come, you get cut. You don't know where you're gonna be the next year. Like that's his life. Like he's used to this like. Being in another country, being back in the States, not knowing where he's going to be until literally a month before it's time for him to leave. And I'm like, oh, that's God. I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle that. But it literally has strengthened yeah. his faith so much. And it's like something that I admire like a lot about him is that no matter what, he's just like, it's not that big of a deal. Like God has gotten me here before. And he's gotten me through this before. And at the end of the day, the worst that can happen is not even that bad. So I'm just going to keep living and keep trusting. And so for me, this, me leaving my job is probably the biggest, um, and traveling with him is probably the biggest leap of faith that I've ever made in my life. Um, and I think that part, um, I let fear creep inside of me. I let, because right now I am literally trying to transition myself into, um, more of an entrepreneur, more of a self-made self, you know, financially, like I figure out how to make my own money without, um, having to rely so heavily on other people. I, I am still, um, licensed, a licensed physical therapist. And when it comes down to it, I will take, I want to do contract work. So do travel therapy, but all in all, I want to be able to have like time freedom and, um, and just just freedom to do whatever I want to do has always been the goal for me. And maybe that's my driving force. Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going back to I think, the conversation, I think, but I think I think you're decoding these things. Right. Like I feel like you're discovering. <laughs> and that, but all jokes aside, that's what it's that's what it's about. A lot of people, a lot of times, we can't just we can't get to that point because we don't even know what we want. Why? Because we don't have these discussions with ourselves out loud. Right. Everything that we do, we internalize. And I was telling somebody the other day, it's kind of like your mind, your brain is like sometimes having a a pecan inside of a a peanut can and you're just shaking it around. Right. And it's not going anywhere. It's just hitting up and it's just just being loud, loud and obnoxious. But it's not until you take the lid off that you're able to breathe and get everything out. And now you can eat the peanut, the pecan. Now you can grow another pecan tree. You can do all types of things, but it first has to be unleashed, right? right. And I think that's what convers- having conversations with people can do. And not only that, I think that's why mental health is so important right now because people aren't talking. People aren't sharing their true emotions, right? They're either they're doing it for for the gram when they're not being honest and not being truthful, or they're locked locked in the house because of the pandemic and they're not able to get out with people, and so they're just living with all of this stuff inside of their head, inside of their heart. 
And so with you, I'm pretty sure it's difficult not being home with your family or not being able to touch and really get to where you need to go and the people you love and you're so, so far away. Let me just say that I commend you. That is brave. That is bold. That is amazing. You and have you ever had you ever been to Denmark before? What did I've you know never, about Denmark before you? I've that never way? been out of the country, like ever been out of. I mean, besides wow. going to Bahamas or Mexico, like I've been to South America and um, the like Bahamas. But as far as like being in Europe, like overseas, like I've never been overseas. This is my first, very first trip to Europe, and I'm actually I I I'm loving it. Like Bree, our sister, other our sister in love, mm. um, she asked, she was like, "Do you miss home?" And honestly, I don't miss home. I miss my family, but I do not miss, like, it's something about walking outside and seeing something different every time I go outside. Or, you know, literally when I go to the grocery store, I don't have a clue what some of this stuff is. And I have to, like, you know me, miss search a lot, miss Google a lot. I have to, like, translate it. And so I start to learn new words in the language. And um, so I am very excited like this past weekend we went to a different city in Denmark and we were able to just experience a whole different like culture they had like I love food and the, they have a, a it's called um, street food uh, it was, the place the city was called Aarhus and it's Aarhus street food and we went there and they had like just it was like a big old cafeteria of like different restaurants <laughs> it was like 13 14 mm. different like um, culture of food. so it was like Mexican Turkish um, they had an Afro-Caribbean one, but it wasn't really hitting on them. <laughs> they had some jerk chicken that was not jerking. So, but That's but the, just to be able to experience that and um, and just that, I mean, and I think, and it's this kind of goes hand in hand. God literally is going to take care of you because we have, there's a couple here, um, he, the her he plays on the team. The guy plays on the team, and he's really close to Robert. But his girlfriend is from Denmark. She's um, Nigerian and Danish, so she's she's mixed. But literally, they have been like a blessing, like to be able to have a couple here that will take you where. Like she's just like she's taking me under her wing. Like she's like invited me to her house. We've watched the games together. That's who we went to Aarhus with. That's where she's from. Like. And it's just been like a blessing. Like I really would like I was talking to Rob, I was like, we had so much fun this weekend. I am so thankful for them. Like for us to come here, you know, be in a place. Denmark is like, so this time of the year, it's cold a lot and the days are short. So it's like 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. you gonna have sun, but everything else after that is dark. It's like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, or it's getting there or whatever. Um so it's not a very bright, but when the sun comes out, like it's beautiful. Like it's, it's like you take advantage of that sun being out because it's like, Ooh, you don't get to see it as much. And it might be, you know, some days it might be three days in a row where it rains and it's cold. But I said all that to say, to have somebody here that, you know, knows like they're Danish. So she knows the culture. She, she we've had conversations, long conversations about the differences between Denmark and America. And just to have that, like God has literally like made this process that much easier to be in a different country. That's amazing. That's amazing. Exposure is everything. And I wish everyone could travel. I wish everybody could leave their environment at least one time. When I say leave their environment, I mean literally uproot themselves, travel to a different culture, a different country, and just get to see the world. And I know there are so many different things that, that keeps people from doing that. 
But if you're ever blessed with the opportunity to do that or even just take a chance to do that, don't let fear of the unknown or being uncomfortable stop you from doing that. Because uh, when you do that, you really chokehold your destiny, your future of, you know, just what that might be trying to show you or expose you to. One of the greatest things that have ever happened in my life is being blessed with the opportunity to be exposed to different cultures, different people, different environments, simply because I had different type of people around me, right? They say your life will go in the direction of the, the, your closest five friends, right? So if you can look at your top five friends and they are all the same, they like the same thing, they wear the same thing, they believe the same thing, eat the same thing, it's only a matter of time before you fall into that category and you become that sixth friend, right? Always keep someone around you who, number one, inspires you, someone who motivates you, someone who uh, encourages you, someone who will challenge you, and then someone who is far ahead of you that you can literally look up at them and say, wow, that's, 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 that's somewhere I might want to be. That's unique, right? Always have a diversity, a diverse group of friends or individuals around your life that just push you. And I think you being in Denmark, you, when you come back home, you're going to be showing us and telling us things, exposing us to experiences we didn't get to live through because you did. So, so many people live by, are living vicariously through you right now. And it's, well, I'm one of them. So <laughs> I, I say I got to get to Denmark. So you, you learned the place first and let me know how it's working. You got everybody. <laughs> I, I truly believe if, if possible, honestly, start with just leaving your state. Cause I know people that haven't even really left yeah. their state. Start with leaving your specific town, your state. And then, because I was able, I was blessed to travel playing basketball growing up, traveling with my sister, like that traveling throughout the country was like, uh, like that was just my life. And it's, and I was, I'm so grateful for that. Um, but to be able to travel to a different country, like I, I told Robert, I said, I wouldn't mind staying in Europe for like, like him not playing basketball, like just living in Europe for a few years, just having that experience. Like, you know, we hear about like when Kobe Bryant, you know, grew up in Italy and, and, and wherever he was, I don't know where he was from, but he spoke all these languages. Mm -hmm. That seems so far fetched. Like what is this black dude doing all the way over there? But then now it's definitely not as far fetched as it actually seems me being uh -oh. here. Like, okay, that makes sense. Like his dad played basketball over there or whatever. Like, and, but I wouldn't even like, I, I said, Robert, if you stop playing basketball, I would want to bring my family to Europe just to be the person here that they can come visit and you know come outside of of the United States because they came to visit you know me in Europe or whatever or us in Europe I don't know if it's gonna work out that way but I just put it in the air and the atmosphere so <laughs> we'll see how it goes that's real that's real and you have to speak things into existence right so when you speak it you have to speak it first before you yeah. see it so let's let's switch change gears real quick um you're married right and I don't even know if I'm gonna how deep I want to go in this because I feel like I want to save y'all for a relationship conversation <laughs> eventually soon. Bring you and Robert on because I know y'all think different. Yes. But uh, how how has the transition of being single to being married? How has that been for you? And then you not you're not just single, then married. You're now from single to married to a whole different country, which means that you can't get mom. You can't go to mama house right now That's without her problems. Like how is this transition? Like you out there. You out That's, you and him are out that's facts. That's that so true because I literally said to him the other day, I was like, I can't just go to my friends because that's what I would do. I would go to my friend's house or like, or just hang out with my friends and all of that. Like we here together. And <laughs> honestly and truthfully, we have been like, we have been really good. Like uh, we, 
we don't, we're not, we argued more when we were away from each other because we were a long distance relationship um, up until mm-hmm. we got married. Literally like maybe a couple months before mm-hmm. we got married, we were long distance. Like he was either in Vietnam or in the UK or in Tulsa and I was in Arkansas. And so we would, you know, see, we would spend time with each other. He would come to my apartment and stay for long periods of time and stuff like that. But we were pretty much a long distance relationship. Um, so for us to, this is, this is actually new and, um, but it's, it's hasn't been like, we have our differences. I mean, I think it's a men and women thing or something. I just told my mom this the other day. I'm like, men are just different. Like, <laughs> like living yeah. with another person, you just start to realize like, no matter how hard you may say something or ask for something or whatever, like you just have to be okay and be patient with the fact that they're just different. They grew up different. He grew up different. I grew up different. How I see things, what I see on the floor, he doesn't see those things. He just kind of walks over <laughs> and we just have to like, I have to be, um, you, it, it's not, it's not easy, especially since I told you, like I went from being a physical therapist, you know, having my own apartment, like doing my own thing to now everything I do is with my husband and I'm more so like, you know, helping him to, you know, because he has to go to practice. Like he has to, you know, be present every single day. And so I'm, I'm just, I just want to, I'm here to help that be just a little bit easier, a little bit easier for him. But I am also a very like, you don't see that plate on the table. <laughs> you don't like, and, and I have to like, yeah. I have to reel it in and like, you know, just have conversations. And we have, we had literally had a check. I was like, let's have a marriage check in. So we like communication is like our biggest thing. We don't let anything. We, if you got to say it, if you feel it, say it, let it out. Don't hold back. Um, and he's great at that. You know, sometimes I hold it in, but I don't hold it in for that long. We're literally like best yeah. friends. We're doing this thing together. Like, and he's always like, because I am a social person. I am a social introvert. Mm. I love people. I love being around people. But when it's time for me to be at home, I like to be at home. Um, so he always is like, you know, I know I, he'll ask me, how is your social meter? Um, and so this past weekend mm. when we were out with our with the friends and like he was like, How's your social media? Is your social media? I was like, it's it's up and we're good. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. doing good. Like um, because we actually the week before had COVID, um, and so we were at mm. home for like a week straight, and I was just like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> but um, but it was it was fun. Um, we're finding a balance. I mean, we're still learning. We're still new. We're fresh. I mean, it's been a month in a couple of days since since being here together so we're still finding our balance finding our groove um just trying to we got hit with some um just some things um personal things health things when i first got out here that was totally unexpected like what where this come from but yeah. it's settled everything's good like we we have we have just we're just growing together um through the bumps the ups the downs like he's super patient I'm not as patient, but you know, I'm getting there. I'm working on it. <laughs> and, but mm. he, I mean, we just know, we know that we love one another and we just try to make sure that we tell each other that. Um, so the transition has been, it hasn't been really hard. Like I'm super excited to be out here with him. Like, I think that's the biggest thing mm. about we, I didn't, I didn't put emphasis on that, but being out moving and uprooting my life and coming out here, he has made it significantly. We're doing this together. So it's not, like if I was just doing it by, just by myself, I I don't know. I don't know if I, I, I might have been yeah, back you, in the states by now. I don't know. 
<laughs> but yeah. uh, but to yeah. have him, yeah. Yeah, you gotta. I, I, I'm not saying you have to, but definitely having that person to transition or be transitioning with you at the same time uh, makes a world of difference. You gotta have a support system, right? I think a lot of people, and I think that's uh, sometimes that's the motivation to make us do something or to get us to do something, knowing that we have support. And there are so many people who don't have that support, and I feel like that's why they don't take the chances necessary to do things different or to try new things yeah. because they don't feel like they have that support. And sometimes, I'm just be real, even when you don't feel like you have the support, you just got to do it because yeah. support will show up. Yeah. Like when you don't know what to do it or how to do it, just try it. Just give it a shot. And as you move, as you operate in trying new things, the necessary people, God will put the necessary people in your life to get you to that next level or to show you how to do it or to embrace you, to create your new family, right? And sometimes I always say this too, like, God has to get you away from the familiar so he can get you into the new and surround you with new people, surround you with new opportunities. Because if he gave you those opportunities in the place that you were, you wouldn't appreciate them or you wouldn't even notice them or you would mishandle yep. them. And so yep. I think even you being out of out of the way, y'all being out of the way together, God is going to give y'all some new opportunities. He's going to give y'all some new people. And it's just going to just blow your mind because you, you you acted out on faith and so man i'm excited about it i'm excited about it i ain't i ain't gonna do you like they did me and your sister it's like we just got married and like actually when the baby's coming i'm gonna let y'all get settled first i'm gonna let y'all be y'all thing <laughs> ain't gonna rush it but uh part two i'm gonna ask y'all that. <laughs> honestly right now i am enjoying the fact that i can just kind of live freely without having to navigate yeah. a child <laughs> because yeah, do it trust me <laughs> Because I'm like, they are a lot of work. <laughs> I gotta take care of a, another human being. Oh, not right now. <laughs> yeah. Not right now. It'll, it'll happen when you're ready. Right. It's time. It'll happen. It happened. So I'm, I'm gonna let you go. I know I've been. It's late. It's. it's it, I'm gonna tell you. It's one something here. One p.m. It's going on two o'clock here. But over there is what time? It's going on eight o'clock, I believe. So seven. Eight o'clock and seven p.m. Yes, p.m. 757. That is that just that just blew my mind. When I texted this morning, I was like, I know it's early, but I just want to know. Are we on for United States one o'clock time Eastern. Yes. I don't even know how to word it. I have to keep up okay. with it because I scheduled a, a Zoom meeting and it was normal time for like my mom and my sister, but it was 1 a.m. my time. So I was like, oh crap, I did that wrong, but it worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I'm gonna ask you these questions before we go, and I, I, I don't want them. I don't think they'll be hard. I think you're clear of mind. I think you, you know where you're going now. I think I think you're excited about it. I'm excited about it. But what's what is the future hold? If, if you can look over your life and you see all the little things and nuances where God has given you experiences, He's given you opportunities, He's put you in certain places, He's surrounded you by certain people, He's removed you from certain people, take you to other places. Where do you believe in your heart? God is showing you. Uh, your vision, your mission, your purpose. And you may not have it all together yet. I know this is a big question. But right now where you are in your life, where do you think he's pointing you to or showing you this is where I want you to do or this is what I want you to do? That is a loaded question because... <laughs> Very loaded. And I asked you that for a reason. I know you might, you might be completely wrong, but I want to hear from you right now. Because uh, honestly, currently, right now in this very moment, what God is asking of me is for me to just take this time that he's given me, like, just 
honestly, I've got, I, I've had, I've not had this much time to myself and to be able to do what I want in a very long time. Mm -hmm. And so one of the biggest things is he's literally tugging and drawing me closer to him. So that's the first thing is like, you know, truly like pouring, like reading my Bible daily and praying daily and like, like truly building my relationship with him because our true bat, like our true, um, what is it? Whenever we feel like overwhelmed by life or whenever we feel like we're being attacked by finances, our relationships or whatever, the reality is that's not what we're being attacked by. We're being attacked by, it's literally, our battle is not with flesh and blood, but you know, you know the rest. <laughs> um, and, yeah. it's, and, yeah. and we are, and, and the only way that we fight those battles is by truly having a relationship with God and truly like being in the word and having that word to be able to fight, you know, those battles. And so I, that's truly been what he's been saying to me now. And I think it's in preparation for what's the challenges that I'm going to face later. And that, that I would be more at peace with those challenges because of where I am right now and the time I took to be with him and to, to, to ground myself, um, and to just be, um, at one with myself, so to speak, but, um, and so right now he's just bringing me back to the things that I love to do. Um, not just building a relationship with him, but like working out, doing yoga, reading, um, you know, just the stuff that, that makes me, that, that is the core of who I am and the things that I, I've always loved doing my entire life, but I've kind of took a step away from, he's kind of bringing me back to those things. So for the future, mm -hmm. I believe that honestly, I think that God is just kind of showing me that I am, I am either going to teach people to be a little bit more free and to get back to who they are and back to, um, and when I say free, I mean free in, in who you are, not necessarily free from, you know, nine to five or anything like that, because no, mm -hmm. nine to fives are necessary, like, but just free yeah. in, in what it is that you want to do. Um, and also to just kind of show people that, you know, I am a black girl from the South who is traveling with her husband and he is a black man from the South who is currently playing basketball in Europe. You don't have to be a basketball player to get to Europe. Like you can go, you can get there otherwise. Like, and just kind of, I think he's just, mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where my life is going to kind of show people, you know, I don't know how, I don't know what it is that I'm going to be doing to show them that. But I think that it's going to be more so that if there's something that you want to do, write it down, you know, make it plain. If it's in your mind and it's constantly like repeating, there are things that constantly just constantly goes in our mind. It's like, I know God is telling me that this is something that I got to do, but we don't know how to get there. Write it down and just take baby steps to get there. And I think that that's in, in, in the future. I think I'm going to be helping people to get to that point. I don't know how. It may be, like you said, it may be totally wrong, but I think that that's yeah. something that, um, yeah, that's a big part of, of my, my life. <laughs> I think you are definitely in the middle of decoding clues, the next clue for your life. Like, I think nothing you've ever been through or done is going to be wasted. Yeah. And I just... I would literally say what I think is gonna what your life is gonna be like that, but I'll do that off air and we'll have that conversation. But I already I already see what God is gonna do in your life, man, and I'm and I'll share that with you off air. But um I just wanna tell you to continue to be just open. Continue to be open. Don't close off uh just 
just what God is trying to do because it may be uncomfortable, it may not make sense. Just be open to all possibilities and try new things. And you're at the age now where you're young enough, you don't have children, you don't have things tying you down uh, to where you can't just try things, try things and fail, right? I think we have opportunity, we have times in our life where it's all about learning, then it's all about trying and failing. And then it's all about, all right, you can't keep failing. You can't fail too much longer. You ain't got too many opportunities. I'm getting to that. You ain't got too many opportunity uh, tier right now. That's where I'm heading. And so right now, it's just try it, man. Yeah. Just try it. Yeah. Because one day you're going to look back and say, man, all that time that I had, what did I do with it? Or I should have did this and I didn't do it. So before you go, I just want you to leave our viewers, our listeners, uh, with just a piece of advice, the words of encouragement, just something that you want to share with the people at this moment where you are in your life. and just the words of encouragement, motivation. What do I want to share with the people? Um, I'll <laughs> say that um, there are going to be times in your life where everything you thought was going to happen, it just totally doesn't happen that way. Um, but it does not change the vision and the end goal. Um, and one of the things, and one of my best friends, her, um, her, her mom, the organization that her family runs, choosing to excel, they always say, keep the end in mind. Um, and whatever that end is for you, um, whether that's, you know, whatever vision that God has given you, whatever, you know, whether that's you going to medical school, dental school, or you trying to travel, like keep that in mind whenever things are not going the way that you think they're supposed to go, because, planning i take it from the plant number one planner <laughs> planning does not always um equal what's actually gonna happen um you results, you're the, yeah. the results exactly you're you're gonna you're gonna deviate things are you're gonna fail at something that you're trying so hard at um but that does not mean to give up you just got to keep the end of mind keep pushing keep going um and just let that be your driving force every single time so you heard it here first, like the delays are not denials, right? Delays are not denials. Keep at it, keep going, keep believing. Even when you're not even sure what the end result is going to be, got to keep going, got to keep pushing because we believe in the end, God is going to continue to reveal himself as you take the step. So as you step out of faith, he'll reveal a little bit more here, a little bit more there, a little bit here more there. So just got to, you got to keep walking the steps if you want to get to the top, yes. right? So uh, thank you so much to Mia. Thank you so, so, so much for just taking this moment and sharing your story with us, sharing your heart, sharing with us where you are right now, specifically in your journey. And we might even have to do a part two just to check up on you in the next couple months in a while to see where you are right now. But uh, I love you. I, I, I miss you. Can't wait to see you again. Hopefully it won't be too long. I don't know what y'all's travel schedule is going to be like getting back to the States, but Whenever y'all do, it's going to be a reunion. And just thank you. Yes. I am so grateful uh, to be on here with you, Jay Mike. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. You you know it. <laughs> you know it. You know it. So to you again, thank y'all for joining us for another episode of Decoded. Uh, and you know how we say it every other week. I love you. And I'm your biggest fan. And don't forget to continue to decode your greatness. Until next time. We out here. Y'all be good.
season two.